0: Bios Bios Project. Project. <laughs> In this episode, we talk to Kenny Chu and Eshel Locke, co founders of Fabula Tea. We heard a really amazing story of how Fabula Tea came into being and how they're really creating an intentional space for diverse and inclusive community building during this pandemic. Uh, We also talked about microaggressions and how they're showing up for Asians and Asian Americans right now and what people could do about it. Fascinating work they're doing with Fabula Tea. If you're looking for a space for, healing and sort of reconnecting back to the self, reconnecting to community, being present in this difficult time of coronavirus. Really recommend you check them out. They're at fabulity.com. Hope you enjoy the podcast. Hi, everyone. Welcome. My name is Lynette Mara. I'm the executive director of the Unconscious Bias Project, and I am your host today. And we're so excited to have the two fabulous people behind Fabula Tea as our guests today. The first is Ishelle Locke. She is a life artist extraordinaire and co-founder of Fabula Tea. She spins aromatic threads of brews and weaves these yarns of ancient tea fables into the living tapestry of sensorial mindfulness for modern connoisseurs. She is also a magical guide for those who wish to journey to the wondrous sanctuary within. And next to us is also Kenny Chu. Kenny is my friend from a long time ago and he is a maverick tea enthusiast who brings connoisseur level tea experience to the contemporary audience. He is a fount of expert knowledge on all things tea. He has been under the teachings of numerous Asian tea masters for over a decade and he's very passionate about bringing people together through mindfully curated teas and time-honored wisdoms on tea appreciation. As the co-founder of Fabula Tea, he specializes in crafting experiences that help participants rejuvenate by slowing down and reconnecting with themselves.
1: Thank you for having us, Lynette.
0: Thank you very much, Lynette. Oh, we're so happy to have you both here. So tell me a little bit about Fabula Tea. What's the story behind starting it? How did you two meet? because when I met Kenny, we were doing our PhDs together. It's a little different from T, but maybe similar. So I want to hear a little bit about that story.
1: So um, like Lynette said, we met at UCSF when we were doing our PhD, and I graduated without a PhD because I wanted to do something that I really am passionate about instead of pursuing my PhD and being very unhappy. So one of the things that I really like to do when I was not happy, I always like to brew tea. So when I was transitioning from the PhD world to my next phase of life, I was trying to figure out what I can do. And one of the first things that come into mind is tea because it has been my passion all this time. And it really helps me to feel more relaxed after stress day. And it's also a good way for me to really quiet down and calm myself. So that's how the idea started brewing. And at that time, Isha was one of my closer friends. And she was also going through a little bit of a transition. We will always hang out and have tea together. We'll always talk about what we should do to transition into our next phase and how we can contribute to the world. And then from all those conversations, we'll have tea together, we'll talk. Eventually, we decided that we should found a company together so that we can share our passion about tea and how it can be used as a tool to help people. Before the company was officially founded, we actually did a few tea gatherings together. We hosted a few friends. Slowly, we decided that this is a good thing. I think we can do it. And then that's how we all got started.
0: Wow, that's really powerful. I am so floored by the guts it took. Ishael, what about you? What's your perspective on how
2: Fabula Tea got started? So I met Kenny while he's still a PhD student. I called on a restaurant at the time in Lafayette where I have two other partners. It's about time to sell our business to a new transition. And we learned that both of us are tea lovers. So when we are feeling stressed or at the crossroads of our journey in our life, tea is always as an instrument that helps us relax, stay center, or gain clarity. So while we are doing all the discussion and sharing what's the next path for our next project, we noticed that there are many talented artists around us. So many great stories inspire us and touch our life. And we thought We got to do something and let their story and let the beautiful art to be seen and hear. And we think tea is a great vehicle and bring people together and let people have a chance to share and be here and seen. So we found out that we want to be able to find a tea ritual or approach that is not tied to a specific lineage or spirituality and carry a little touch of whimsy and magic. So we're sitting on the floor. We said, okay, how about we just create our own and just bring the people around us and share their story and share their arts. Fabula is a Latin word of fable of storytelling. That's how we started. That's a really beautiful
0: story. So you were an entrepreneur already before you met Kenny. Yes, I
2: was starting business in the past. And then I do intern after I graduate, and working on project with people training. And then I met someone interested to start a new business, a Singapore Malaysian restaurant. So they asked me to join them. So I started my first venture. Sounds like a very
0: intentional vision and mission that you've put together. So how long has Fabula T been running, and what makes Fabula T different?
1: As you have heard earlier, Fabula... We chose that word intentionally and after a very, very long process because it took us a really long time to decide what kind of direction we want to do with Fab Tea and we don't want to just sell tea, so that's the first thing that came into mind. And then we wanted to highlight tea as a way to help people relax and also to heal themselves and then have them gain more clarity. And another direction is we want to be able to collaborate with other artists, I shall say, and because there are so many talented artists with amazing stories behind them. We want the company as a company that can really work well and flourish together with other artists in the local Bay Area to start with. So in that way, after a few years, we realized that we specialize in creating tea experience that blends tea Art, story, and people together. We try to still keep some traditional things, like the teas themselves are all very traditional and they are all very unique with very amazing stories behind them and then a lot of them are not really known by the people here not even among the tea drinking people because a lot of teas that we chose are very unique and very small batch and then also then we create events that showcase different artists and we will have artwork from different artists and then use them on our labels so that we create our teas in canisters that have artwork and then we'll tell them who this art is done by and then what kind of tea is in it and then on top of that we have a very small booklet inside the canister that tells the story about the tea the artist and the message behind the artwork as well
0: and it's beautiful so for those folks listening in you have to check out their website www.fabulatea.com that's www.f-a-b-u-l-a-t-e-a.com And we are recording this during the coronavirus pandemic, which has forced everybody inside their homes. There's a lot of stress going around, a lot of anxiety, as I'm sure you've seen or heard. Folks that are Asian or Asian American have been experiencing a lot of racism, xenophobia, and shunning because of people associating the virus with China and with Asian people. And it's really unfortunate. And to make matters worse, of course. The pandemic itself, the health outcomes are affecting certain communities more than others. Some of those are people of color and definitely LGBTQ communities. And that's not just health, but also economically. So have either of you had to experience any of that or have you had anyone close to you experience any of that? We
2: definitely came across people, especially at the sensitive time, that try to avoid um, interact directly with us, and face-to-face. I think the thing is not taking too personally to myself because I can feel that is their own fears. But unconsciously, that project to any Asian people. doesn't matter where they came from. And we can feel that directly or indirectly. But we are very fortunate. We don't have any more harsh and worse or any strong emotional reaction directly to us. I'm so sorry. It is such a hard
0: time. Like grocery stores, it's like a high tense situation. People try to give each other distance, but being unfriendly is the microaggression. And so what we've been asking folks to do is just to be aware if they're doing anything like that and try to learn about their own unconscious biases. One of the problems is we're getting all these negative stereotypes of Asians and Asian Americans. So say if I'm one of your neighbors and I see one of your other neighbors not say hello i can see you and just say oh hi you can just wave from a distance and say hello beneath a mask so would that be helpful for you if a neighbor just said hello or would you want something else in those situations
2: i think hello is very good for now yeah so far neighbor around me where i live immediate neighbor are very friendly yeah we knew each other for a long time so people will say hi How about you?
1: I didn't experience anything directly or personally, but I've definitely heard, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, people are definitely not going to Chinese restaurants, for example. That's one way that I see how the community is affected, partially because of the lack of information. A lot of people rely on social media, then they'll get bits and and pieces of news and stories. Some of them are not even reliable or authentic. So they will just get affected very easily and assume things were quickly so that's how things got out of hand so quickly i feel
0: yeah absolutely in our previous podcast with jessica aiden lee who runs Health Equity United, she was noticing that her friends in businesses, so restaurants and other Asian-owned businesses, were feeling the economic downturn even earlier since January before the shelter-in-place. They were already starting to notice that customers were coming in less. This is a good reminder for listeners, if you have a favorite restaurant, favorite artist, favorite business owner who's Asian, Asian Asian-American, go ahead and reach out and And see if you can help either with buying takeout. You can buy some teas from Fabula Teas. If you don't have the resources, because a lot of folks are feeling the economic crunch, you can always reach out and say, hey, I really want to support you. I don't have the funds. What can I do? And oftentimes there's things that you can do. So what about fans of Fabula Tea? What should they do right now?
1: There are different things that you can do. You can follow us on social media and then leave us some supportive messages, follow us and connect with us and ask us questions. You can DM us as well on social media. I'm just happy to see if you are supporting other small and micro businesses as well, as well as other Asian owned businesses. So these are things that will make me happy. And then also makes me feel like my community is not affected as much. And spread the word about what we do also. Maybe you have friends who have the resources to support more of the Asian-owned businesses. So spread the word, let them know what the community is dealing with and what are the ways that you can do to support.
0: Yes. To spread the word, the social media handle is at t, all one word. And they're on Instagram, Facebook, YouTube, Twitter. They're just about everywhere. And also, Michelle has her own Instagram. That's Free Your Imagination with T, underscores on each one. That's at Free Your Imagination with T on Instagram. Check them out, they have really gorgeous pictures. And it's a really great way to support a business if you don't have any funds. Yishel, what do you think? What are ways that people could support Asians, Asian-Americans, and Asian-owned businesses?
2: Right now, we also host free virtual tea experience. We did twice for the last two weeks so people can participate and connect with us. So there's one way that definitely people can join us. It's a free service in order to support everybody because it's a hard time. Even you work from home or with kids and like for 30 minutes, people can have a little space for themselves. We welcome everyone who's interested and we plan to do it at least probably once a week to stay connected to the community and people are supporting us definitely check
0: out their website to find out when their next virtual tea meditation or ceremony or is it kind of both
2: it's a both we will do guided meditation and tea ritual and also sometimes some story it depends on the theme so we always post it on our social media so if you follow us then you'll find out when is the next one and what theme that we are going to focus on using tea as a tool to help you regain your clarity and reground yourself
1: i'm just going to say if you don't use social media you can still follow us by signing up on our email list and you can do so by going to our website go to our about page to sign up on our email list at the bottom of the page
0: I think that's really great. Mindfulness, just being aware, it's an important tool in bias reduction. It's one that we teach and definitely for folks on the other end, it can be a really important part of restorative process and a way to actually process things that have happened to you or even to ground yourself before you go into a space where you might encounter those microaggressions. So do you have to have like a full on fancy tea setup in order to do this because I'm not sure I have all of those things
1: good question you don't have to if you just have a regular coffee or tea mug or a glass and some tea that's all you need and tea ritual it's just part of the demonstration and part of the mindfulness practice so you can go along and we will explain how you can do almost the same thing without a fancy setup because the fancy setup is another thing to invest in if you have the means and you have the time that's great if you want to do so but if you don't we want to encourage people to not think that they have to have all this fancy setup to do something that we're trying to ask people to do you can do all this mindfulness practice with just a regular cup and any regular tea that works just as well.
0: Well, great. I'm looking forward to joining you this weekend kind of quietly kind of loudly very intentional about being inclusive in your events you do these Alice in Wonderland type tea events and I've seen people of all different ethnicities different gender identities all different colors and sizes come to your events and that you're very intentional about the artists that you partner with for the artwork on your teas and who you're working with as a business can you talk a little bit more about that?
1: Yes, we are pretty intentional about being inclusive. And the first thing that you can see is from the artwork that is showcased on the labels of our tea canisters. So, first of all, you see different styles. You see very traditional Chinese brush painting. You see color pencils. You see some that are more elaborate and more figurative. There are all these different styles. And also, the artists themselves are all from different walks of life different gender gender identity and age group so we have LGBT community artists we have artists that are really young including three years old we have women artists we have men artists we have black artists we have Asian artists we have white artists we also have artists that are disabled and then recently we also work with our first international artists those are very diverse so we really love that
2: yeah, we like to create an experience that can help people to remind them who they are and who they are not. And we also always create different themes, not just regular, very typical afternoon tea, but as standard, not just limited to the age or certain gentle. So as long as you have imagination, as long as you're curious, you're curious to learn about more about life, about yourself, you are welcome to join. We are open and that is the thing that we intend. We like to bring in people especially curious about themselves and what's beyond the daily life.
1: place that we do it at is called Greg Angelo Museum and this is an amazing house. Some people call it uh, Wonderland. That's how we come up with the event series called Tea in Wonderland. The person who came up with this place and venue, his name is Greg Angelo. He himself is a very talented and inclusive artist. He's part of the LGBT community and that's how I got to know him because we were networking at a LGBT based networking session and we got to know him by actually paying him a visit at his place for a very casual lunch. Slowly we got to know more about him and know how he is very supportive in different types of artists. So that it's very similar to what we're trying to achieve. So we are very inspired by what he does. And every time during our Tea in Wonderland events, we also have artists that Greg himself chose to perform as well and to tell the stories.
0: That sounds really beautiful.
2: We will actually have one coming on toward the end of the May on the 31st we will turn virtual, virtual experience <laughs> so we work together with Greg angelo at the museum theme so to turn our team in wonderland to a virtual online and it's free open people can buy donation or tips if they mm-hmm. feel this event inspire them so absolutely everybody are welcome to come to join us because uh, you will have a performance it's amazing performance by Greg angelo for his whirling dervish dance And also with meditation and with tea ceremony, with storytelling and a little exploration of the museum space so you can have their whole experience online.
0: That sounds really beautiful. Do you have any other projects in the works? And how can we at UBP and our listeners support you with them?
2: We are also uh, taking this opportunity right now to learn how to put together all the meditation skills, the tea knowledge, and artwork from people around us. And we want to combine together online course to help people in a very convenient way and affordable way to help them in chaos and in stressful time to find a space within themselves to stay relaxed, center, and gain a new perspective. That sounds like a really perfect thing to have right now.
0: Not just right now, but in the future. Do you have any shout outs, folks that you want to thank for their support or people that you want our listeners to check out?
1: Once again, I want to thank you first for doing this and for trying different ways to address the issues of unconscious bias. That's very inspiring. Thanks for inviting us. But I do want to give a shout out to all the artists and all the makers and all the micro business owners who are really affected by this pandemic and shelter in place order because most of the time they rely on being in person, entertaining or selling their crafts or being in festivals to to make their business work. So if you have the means, please support them.
2: How about you, Ishel? Definitely support the artists that we work together with uh, the Grand Angelo Museum. They have a big group of live performing artists. So this did huge impact on all their events and live performing. They are very talented, inspiring. And the whole thing is always to encourage us to be yourself. And also, I like to encourage people to take opportunity to look at any type of Asian art, read an Asian story or listen to Asian music, anything that you feel and resonate with you. So you learn more about something different about Asian and see the beauty of it, where probably people can have a new perspective when they look at any Asian or Asian community again.
0: One of the things that we like to teach people that's really fun to reduce your own biases is to look for media that represent people in non-stereotypical ways. Thank you for that, Ishel. Thank you both so much for making the time to chat with us today.
1: Thank you so much, Lynette. Thank you. Thank you for listening. The Unconscious Bias Project brings creative, accessible, evidence-based solutions for unintentional bias to academic, technological, governmental organizations, and beyond. We sustain a welcoming home for inquisitive and creative minds and encourage a growth mindset working by the model 0% guilt, 100% empowerment. You can find more information and donate at unconsciousbiasproject.org. Dr. Lynette Mara, she, her, is your host. Our editing team are Alexis Krohn, she, her, and Seth Beckman, he, him. Also, take a moment and check out our guest website and learn more. Look for that information in the description section of your podcast or on our website. Please subscribe or follow Facebook and Instagram for the latest in events and how you can learn more and be involved.